This episode was originally part of our Catholic Money Academy exclusive Lenten podcast series last year. We're happy to bring it to everyone today. For more members-only exclusives, join Catholic Money Academy now at WalletWin.com slash academy. That's WalletWin.com slash academy. Welcome to our private Lenten podcast. Starting today, we are going to release a podcast episode every single week with spiritual reflections on money designed to help you grow in holiness through your finances. Over the next several weeks, we are going to release these episodes and they're going to take on a different variety of flavors and formats. Some might be more of a Bible study. Others are a little bit more meditation. Some are more catechesis. Others are going to be a journaling exercise. But the end goal of each of these is to meet our Lord through our money. And there's really no better time to dive into this than Lent, a season where we are called to really lead with fasting, almsgiving, and prayer. And in this very first installment of this private podcast, I am going to go over Matthew 6. And if you've ever read Matthew 6, you know that it, it, it it's almost like this perfect encapsulation of what we are called to in Lent. It addresses fasting. It addresses prayer and it addresses almsgiving, all three of them right there in Matthew six. So I figure no better way to start this than just to dive on in to a heavy hitter. (laughs) And this one is going to be a little bit more of a Lexio Divina. That means divine reading. And essentially what it is, is that I'm going to read Matthew six all the way through once completely. It's a little bit long, but it's so rich with so many goodies. Now, as I read it out loud, you might want to pay attention to things that are sticking out, words that you can't seem to get out of your head, um, phrases that just kind of grab and capture your attention. Um, Then I'm going to read it through a second time. On that second read through, I have some questions or some prompts for you to consider as I go about reading it. So I'm going to read a section and then I'm going to stop, ask these prompts and allow you again to enter a little bit more deeply into the reading of Matthew 6. And this is where if you've got a journal, piece of paper, pen, that first pass through as I read it, you might want to write down, jot those words. The second time through as I ask those questions, write down another word or two, something you're going to want to come back to. Um, maybe one of the prompts just hits, hits at the right space in your heart or your soul. And it's something that you need to go deeper on. And then the third time through, I'm just going to read it again. So this is going to be a, a triple whammy on Matthew six, and I'm just going to read it through quickly. And again, you're going to pay attention to maybe what is standing out. Um, and those, those areas, it's going to confirm those spaces that you really are called to go a little bit deeper in with prayer. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read Matthew 6. Uh, I'm going to start us off in a prayer, and then I'm going to dive in. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we come before you in thanksgiving for this beautiful season of Lent. Thank you that you have given um, the wisdom to your church 
to have these beautiful intentional seasons that draw us back to you and the different mysteries in your life um, and that they they help us grow closer to you. They help us uh, be strengthened in our journey as disciples. And we just ask for your accompaniment over the next 40 days that we would um, receive the graces, convictions that you have waiting for us in this Lenten season. As we go about these podcast meditations, we just ask, Lord, that your will be done. May your Holy Spirit come down and speak to the places that need to be spoken to in our hearts. We ask these things in your name, Lord. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, without further ado, here is Matthew 6. Beware of practicing your piety before men in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your alms may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And in praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then like this, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fastings may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then, the light in you is darkness. How great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, 
or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O men of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek all those things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. All right, that was the first reading through of Matthew 6. And as I go into the second reading, I am going to use a slightly different translation um, just so that we have the added benefit of maybe a few different words or descriptions sprinkled in throughout the text that could end up um, helping us see something or hear it in a different way. And then I am going to, as I read it, I have some prompting questions um, that I'm just going to, I'm going to pause reading, ask these prompts allow a little bit of space afterwards, and then I'm going to continue reading the text. Um, so this might be a time when you are jotting things down um, to go ahead and journal after this meditation is done. All right, here we go the second time through. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Sharing for the purpose of edification, inspiration, or accountability are fine, more than fine. But is there any part of me that's rooted in pride, wanting others to know how I'm specifically fasting, praying, or giving alms this Lent? So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues, and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father, who is in secret, 
and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do I believe that God will outdo me in generosity, that he will always bring me more than I could ever bring to him? When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then in this way, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors and do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. His will on earth as it is in heaven. What if his will isn't what I like or prefer or desire? Will I fight it? Pout? Grow apathetic? Quit? Or will I humbly receive his will on earth exactly as it is in heaven? Do I believe that his will is always for my good, even when it's not what I would have chosen? For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Am I generous and quick or stingy and begrudging in how I extend forgiveness to those who've wronged me, especially when it comes to financial mistakes or mishaps? And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Can others tell I am going without? Whether it be types of food, new clothes, screen time, warm showers, coffee. Am I taking care of myself properly and not turning my fasting into a funnel for concern or attention from others? Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is my treasure? Truly the money or the assets that I own, what is stored up in those? If they were destroyed or taken away, how would I react? 
Is my treasure something I handle with virtue, yet hold loosely and generously? Or am I afraid of losing it? Always making calculated moves to protect it or grow it? Is my treasure here at the service of the greater treasure awaiting my soul in heaven? Or is the treasure here something that will just simply fade away? The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? What's shaping my worldview? Am I intentionally pursuing formation opportunities to make sure that my mind is healthy and thus full of light? Or have I allowed the darkness of this age to form my mind, leading me to mediocrity or darkness, perhaps without even knowing it? No one can serve two masters, for a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. If I can't serve God and wealth, how can I serve God with wealth? Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your father feeds them. Are you not more value than they? And can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things. And indeed, your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Do I believe that God will provide for all my needs, even material? My food, clothing, job, home, vehicle. That he'll provide for all of it. Does he not provide these even for creatures? How can I first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, waiting with confidence that he will bring me everything that I need? What are my tangible needs right now? Have I taken these to Jesus and named them specifically? Have I lost my peace in the pursuit of securing these needs, 
Or have I remained faithful to prayer, to my vocation, to following the prompts of the Spirit, and remained at peace while awaiting His provision? There you have it, the second reading through. Now, we are going to go ahead and read it through one more time and just kind of solidify what the Spirit has been speaking and stirring up in you. So without further ado, the third reading of Matthew 6. Beware of practicing your piety before men in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give alms, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And in praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fastings may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor about your body, what you shall put on, 
Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And are you not more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add one cubit to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O men of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek all those things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. Now that we've read through three times, I'd encourage you to just take the next five to 10 minutes to pray through some of those words or phrases um, that the spirit really drew out of the, the scripture passage for you, or perhaps some of the questions that I uh, asked have caused you to think deeper on some things. This is a time to ask the spirit to lead you wherever he wants you to go and to kind of take you on that deeper journey of exploring the different things that were laid out in Matthew 6. Um, so if you're a journaler, maybe this is your time to journal. Um, if you just want to continue meditating on some of those words or phrases that came up, go ahead and continue that. I hope this was fruitful for you and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit spokestreet.com.